Are you ready to learn what red flags keep an eye out for when looking for love? Then we've got you covered. I'm Brianna. And I'm Alex. And this is the podcast where we unpack reality TV and call out the bullshit. So that you show up confidently while dating and in relationships. Welcome to Ditch the the Script. I'm good. I missed you. We're recording late this week. And so it feels like a year since I've seen or spoken to you and I don't like it. I know. I so agree. I opened my, uh, our text chat to like text you about hopping on. And I realized I hadn't sent you a text in almost a week. It had been six days. And I no. was like, that's weird. That's weird. It's been, I know we had like a little Instagram exchange, but that's like, it doesn't count. No, that's not normal for us. <laughs> not lately. <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm, I am, I'm, I'm so happy you had an amazing weekend though. It looked like a freaking yeah. time. Yeah. We had a good time. Um, I went to go pet goats yesterday. I was in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, yay. Yeah. It was inner farm girl was raging. She was raging. Um, yeah. A couple of my friends from college were out there for our friend's, um, wedding. And so Mm. we made a little trip out of it. Lots of good food. Um, lots of drinking too much. Yeah. (laughs) How about you? You were doing fun things. Um, so this weekend I went to the art museum for the first time out here, which was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just got in the Maryland statue. So like, I know she travels around, um, the U S so got to hang out with her. Um, and then, uh, on Sunday I got to meet a client all the way in town from the UK. So she flew in from London and she was here for a friend's bridal shower. That's yeah. what they're called, right? Yeah. The, the, like the... I had one. I just don't remember the names of these events. <laughs> you were, that they you were 19. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Jesus. It's, it's, the part, yeah. it's the party where they like do the gifts before the wedding. Yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Bridal shower. So well, was one. it bridal shower or bachelorette? It was something. It was something with that theme. I don't know. Okay. But there were lots of girls and they were in Scottsdale. Maybe it was a bachelorette party. Whatever. Nice. My point is, is that <laughs> she and another friend from the UK flew out and extended the trip. So like post that, they're going to do all the touristy things. So I went to go hang out with her and just connect in real life, which was a first for me and so yeah. freaking rewarding. Yeah. And this gal I've been working with for a total of three months. We worked together last summer and then we started working together again this year. And, um, you know, I, I loved it. It was so nice to be able to like literally love on one of my clients and like, like just have her. the time to get to. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially since she like went through hell over Valentine's day, like she was having a rough time. So just a short month later, like being able yeah. to like really build her up and just hang out was awesome. So I bet that was actually love- very cool. I bet that was actually really cool for both of you. you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was a great time. Plus I took her to in and out for the first time, just like I took oh. you to in and out for the first time. Yes, you it's did. Like I got to do it. I got to do it. Especially um, for someone who's not from America. Like you, oh you want to come gosh. to America, you need to come figure out what our, what our burgers are about. Fast food so is it, like. Yeah. 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 Um, no, that's yeah. cool. I mean, on sort of a serious note, like the, the work that you do, if, if, if this is somehow the first episode of ours that you're listening, Alex is a really tremendous dating and relationship <laughs> coach. And, um, so this was her mm-hmm. first client and you end up doing such like 
deep work together, like yeah, revolving around stuff that doesn't just affect your dating life. It sort of touches on a lot Everything. of other intimate relationships that you've had the experience of before this time. And, and, um, so it, it, it you feel so close to someone that you work yeah. with when you do work like that. And then, so it almost feels bizarre that you haven't met this person in, in person before. Um, and a lot of so your other true. friends, and then you got to actually like see her and it just sort of like completes the circle of yeah. love, care and support. Yeah, it felt really good. It was it was an awesome experience. And like, I I would love to do that. I would love to be able to go meet all my clients in real life. Yeah. So, you know, and it's totally doable. So maybe yeah, <laughs> we're manifesting. These are our goals. <laughs> yes. Um, um, so we have Jinx. a question. <laughs> yeah, we have a question from online. Um, so we were getting some some people were reaching out because they were curious about online dating woes. And we got a lot of questions, but amidst some of those questions uh, included how to transition the conversation on dating apps into real life. So I can imagine there's like a lot of different scenarios in which what this looks like, like either you are having a hard time actually getting conversation get going enough to be able to like make an in-person meeting happen or things are flowing online but they never tend to move out of that space yeah so yeah what do you think so i'm a big proponent of like getting off the app and onto a messaging situation whether that's snapchat texting or whatever telegram um you decide to use as soon as you can because one we need to understand people will silence their dating app notifications so they might not even be aware you're messaging them and two it allows you to actually stand out more because they're going to be inundated with messages on their app most likely how you are so um do that and the way that like verbiage around that can be anything from you know let's see if you can continue this wit over text like you can make a fun flirty comment like that um that's also a great one to have in your back pocket when you're actually prompting them to take you on the date because like this is the other thing i hear a lot especially with um you know heterosexual like norms i guess you would say or yeah. standards mm -hmm. is like a lot of women are like the man needs to do all the work like they need to ask me out but like don't be afraid to like put it out there like when are you going to take me on a date i used to say yeah. that all the time or like yeah. hey if you're this funny in real life this might work want to grab a drink like yes. make these fun comments around putting the idea in, in their head because what you're doing is you're giving them permission and you're also making it known that it's a safe question to ask you um okay. which especially with, you know, we need to have some grace for, for the guys out there because they've also been told like, don't come across too, you know, yeah. as too much because then it could bleed into assault or like, you know, you don't want to be a creep. And like, so they have these fears that are keeping them from fully just like asking the questions that they want to ask because of their own fears. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that actually. I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. I do find that some men are sort of hanging back because I, I think that I'm glad that women are um, getting more vocal about how mm -hmm. unsafe a lot of these online dating experiences and dating experiences can feel a lot of times and can yeah. actually just be. And so I think that there are a lot of good guys that are sort of unsure about how their behavior is coming across. So they might be hanging back. So being playful, just sort of as Alex said, as like giving a green light to 
let someone know like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to make a plan. Um, you don't even necessarily need to be super clever, super witty. If you do find an opportunity to do that, slip it in, make it known. And if they miss the cue, Oh, God bless them. You know, on to the next one. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But yeah, I I agree. I think that like being playful and, and letting, letting someone know that, um, like, you know, you, you actually, I've just been even super clear and less like bantery about it. I've said, you know, you seem really great. Like, uh, this is when I'm free. Like, are you down to meet up for a coffee or for a drink for an appetizer or something? And, and, and I actually find that if I, if I put myself in the position where I'm asking someone out, it at least gives me a little bit of agency to pick a place that I feel safe at or yes. a place that I'm already familiar with. Um, so it gives me a little bit more control if I'm personally worried about any safety issues, not because yeah. they've given me any red flags yet, but because it's still a stranger. It's a crazy world. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be smart. Meet in a public place. The other thing that I want to point out about the example you just gave that's so good is you're giving specific days and times of when you're available. Because I think, uh, I don't think, I very much know this, this vague (laughs) communication style of like, well, maybe this weekend, maybe next week. It's so, it keeps you, it's like a version of breadcrumbing because it keeps you on the hook where it's Mm -hmm. like, be specific so that the other person can say yes or no and actually like commit to something. So instead of saying like, want to grab a drink sometimes, say like, I'm free Thursday night. Does that work for you? You know, do you want to grab a drink or do you want to grab a tapas or do you want to go for a walk? on this day, right? Right. So that they have the opportunity instead of being like, do you want to hang out sometime this weekend? It's like, oh my gosh, that could be Friday. That could be Saturday. It could be Sunday. Like it's too much choice paralysis. So it's like, make it easy, make it easy. Learn from my mistakes in the past when I was younger, (laughs) guys would ask me out and I, they'd be like, are you, you know, maybe we could meet up sometime this weekend. And because I was in my like full blown cool girl trope and I was trying to be like aloof and not super specific and not too available right on of it whatever I would be like yeah sure hit me up I'm free I'm like around let let me know and I'll let you know if I'm I'm available and then from Friday until Sunday I'm like sort of not saying yes to other plans because I think that this dude who I haven't even met is like go maybe gonna text me and then Sunday goes around and then I'm disappointed that I didn't actually hear from them. Like, right. oh my goodness, it's yeah. exhausting. Like all I needed to do yeah. was decide on one or two days that I believed that I could commit available. to and then give them the option to like make a plan. Like I can let you know when I'm available and you can make the plan. That's good compromise. And I do think mm-hmm. that sometimes people that were dating, they actually appreciate that very much because it's like, yeah sexy to have a bit of an idea of what you're what you've got going on and what you yep. want yep yep so be clear we be hope clear. that helped be specific be yeah specific. it did it has to, it has to. <laughs> okay all right so married at first sight dun, dun, dun. Mm. this is what we came here to talk about this was um yeah. an interesting episode we have like sort of one big blow up generally where we're at with all of the couples is that they're celebrating their one one month anniversary 
um, which maybe unless you're 15 years old and your very first relationship doesn't seem like a super huge deal, but for four couples, now four couples that have only known each other since the day that they got married, this is a big deal because they've gone through a lot of transitions in a very short amount of time. So we get to witness all of the couples, how they sort of acknowledge their 30 day mark, um, the ways in which they try to make that special for each other. And we're seeing growth. We're seeing problematic behaviors. We're seeing green flags. We're seeing red flags. And luckily we're going to talk about it. So let's do it. Stephen Noy. I mean, they're great. They've been pretty stable other than the noodle argument. The noodle um, brigade. <laughs> the no- yeah, the noodle breakdown. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there we didn't get too much of them in this episode because I feel like they were fo- obviously the show is focused on more of like the dramatic aspects of what was happening. Um, but what I think is great is that, um, Steve took what I love so much about them in this episode was Steve took the initiative about on their one month celebration date saying like, what can I do for you for this next month? Um, trying to get ahead. Like, what else do you need from me? I didn't catch that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they were on the boat and he was like, what else can I do for you with this upcoming month? You know, is there anything that I can improve on or anything that you need from me more? And like, um, Noi really just brought up the expectations around money. Like that's really just like the hill she's going to die on when it comes to this (laughs) relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and so (laughs) I, again, I'm so confused as to why this is still an ongoing conversation and why there's such a lack of clarity around it because, um, and we've said this with Noi, is it financial stability or is it the job? Is it the value of him having a nine to five or is it just the value of him having money? Like, because those are two very different things. So that's my question. And I really hope that they freaking have the conversation. I don't understand. I Make don't an understand. Excel spreadsheet. It's amazing to me <laughs> that we have not, like, I'm waiting for them to just be like, Okay, let's have this. It's clearly a tense topic now. Okay. Yeah. This is this is a thing that we see in a lot of people. What could yep. be easily not not so easily, but like an achievable task, which is being like, okay, so we're nervous about numbers, we're m- nervous about income, we're nervous about our future financial goals. Very valid. We validated that since it became an issue. Um, let's look at the numbers. Let's get an idea of what this looks like month to month, year to year. And maybe there is some clarity that can come with that. And instead, and I think that this happens in a lot of long-term relationships, um, is you don't actually end up trying to tackle it and just like clarify the information that's not really being discussed. And I know people are a little bit funny about money. Um, and instead it becomes an identification with a, a your particular position on this debate. So it's mm-hmm. it becomes more of a, now if I continue to feel personally attacked because I don't have a stable nine to five, like W2 job, and you yeah. are just a nag and nothing's ever good enough for you. Like that's yeah. how these debates sort of snowball into these larger it's like relationship cancer 
Yeah, it is. It is. It'll just eat away. And it already has been eating away at the two of them with something that's so simple. Because honestly, the conversation that needs to happen is Noi needs to get more specific. Like, again, if he has a certain amount set aside and can pay his bills and can contribute, is that good enough? Okay, if not, are you demanding that he goes out and has some kind of nine to five job, not necessarily for the finances, but more for the fact that he's out of the house, he has something to go to, he has some kind of routine that you can wrap your mind around, which if that's the case, and Noi was a client of mine, I'd be like, okay, this is going into some controlling behavior. So we need to like look within what's going on with Noi that has this trust issue around Mm -hmm. that because that's what it's seeming like to me because i really feel like steve has his ducks in a row and like if it was an issue he wouldn't be so because again he says like i'm not opposed to a nine to five it's just like i have money set aside and i don't feel like she's hearing him yeah so that's really the conversation that just needs to happen and this could be done lickety split But you're absolutely right in the fact that because now their egos and emotions are attached to the outcome of the situation, it's going to be more of a challenge to navigate. Um, And they get gridlocked in this, like, it just, it's the recurring theme that keeps coming up. And it's so unnecessary. It's so unnecessary. So we don't see this topic sort of progress. Uh, Again, they continue to talk about it, but they continue to sort of stay exactly where they're at in this conversation. I did want to get your opinion on um, this particular moment where Steve is confiding in his brother, Jeff. They go, oh, yeah. this, this, I actually loved this element of this episode was that almost yeah. every p- person in each couple has like a confidant that they check in with at the same time of them yeah. celebrating their one month. And it's just very illuminating. Um, Mm -hmm. so Steve is seeking out the support of his older brother who's been married for a very long time Smart, and yeah, really smart. And, and, and it's a relationship that he, uh, thinks highly of that. I think that's important Mm -hmm. to note as well. Um, and so he asks him like, what, like, what advice do you have for me? He told him about the pasta thing. I did not think that he represented what took place very accurately, but this is what happens when we tell stories from our sides. They are, mm-hmm. uh, there's, it's like playing telephone. So just something for us to be mindful of. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you if, uh, so when he, he basically, Jeff gave him this insight where he's like, make, like, see about what is the smallest change that you are willing to make and focus on that. Cause when, if you focus on too large of the issues, none of it really feels um, achievable. But if you focus on the small tasks, that's when you start to build on growth or the changes that you feel like you both need to make within your dynamic. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I feel like it's expert advice. I feel like it's brilliant. I His use of the word microcosm, I've resonated with that. I was like, okay, yes. Because like the fact is, is that I even kind of alluded to this today on my Instagram story is like, no matter who we end up with, they're going to have their own set of flaws. Every, no one's perfect. Okay. And so what matters is finding a relationship one in which you appreciate the person enough that you are willing to grow and change in the way that they may need you to change or evolve as a partner. But the other aspect of this is focusing on the next step, not the entire picture, because 
it's the same thing with any kind of goal setting. It's like, if you want to, if your goal is to like, I don't know, lose 20 pounds or whatever, and you're focusing on like, I need to lose 20 pounds. That's way worse than like half a pound a week, one mm -hmm. pound a week, like something like that. Um, I hate to go into diet culture. Cause like I have my own set of things that I want to say talk, about we, that. We mentioned this because it's like a measurable, like it's the yeah. easiest thing that comes to mind. <laughs> and unfortunately um, we are all uh, indoctrinated with diet culture things. Yeah. So unfortunately it becomes very easy to pick from the front of our brains. Yeah. And so it's the you. same thing. It's the same aspect in relationship. It's not like, you know, let me look at the laundry list of requests that I have from my partner to change and focus on like getting really intentional today. What is one little thing that I can work on today? Mm -hmm. um, is that being more communicative? Is that having more physical touch? Is that, you know, setting boundaries with work so that I can truly focus on my partner at the end of the day? You know, what is it that your partner's been requesting that you can focus on just right now. Yeah. Um, and then after a while of, of just like anything else, like riding a bike, it starts to become more natural to you. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah that I loved it. I thought it was great advice, especially, I mean, again, Steve and Noy, we haven't seen so many issues arise with them other than like the, the, their fighting styles and like the processing that they need. Um, and then of course, with the financial job situation that Noi keeps bringing up. But like, other than that, we haven't seen an insane amount of requests, but just those little tweaks of like, okay, I hear that you need more security around my finances. Let's sit down and actually move through this conversation, you know, totally. or I hear that you need processing time when we get in a fight. So moving forward, I just need you to communicate with that with me and I'll happily give it to you, you know? So whatever it is. So that's, yeah. I think that that's actually good, good advice for anyone who's listening to this that is, feels that they are stuck in what feels like an unmovable pattern with their partner. Same, same fights all of the time. See if the two of you together, we talk, we've been talking about this a lot in previous episodes, but making sure that you sort of regroup so that you remember that you're back, you're back on the same page, you're on the same team, mm -hmm. as opposed to just mm -hmm. fighting each other. So get back on the same team so that you can just like objectively look at some of the issues and be like, okay, what are some of the smallest changes that we can tackle? And let's manage our expectations to be expecting those things from each other versus yeah. everything about you needs to be a better partner for me immediately. Right I'm not now. saying that like you do deserve the partner that you like believe is going to be a better fit for you and helps you grow as an individual for however long we have left on this planet. But it, that is so unrealistic to expect that from all of that change from a person in a week's time. Yep. Yeah. It takes time. It takes time. Yeah. Okay. Anything else Ding. on them? Ding. No. Okay. We're headed to Mark and Lindsay. And I have one thing. Mark and Lindsay. That I want to say. So Mark chooses to confide in our good friend, Chris, who's no longer on the show with us anymore. I love him. I, I loved it. It was so cute. Yeah, me too. And I don't know if you had any feelings when they went into that plant store. Other than I've, it was our place to be. Uh, yeah, I've been there. It's this, oh, you have? Yeah. It's this amazing, um, uh, I don't know what you call plant shops, but it's a plant shop in Worcester, Massachusetts. Uh, it's nursery? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. But also kind just of. 
vibe city. So yeah, whatever business that like is, it. <laughs> it's a vibe city. It's called, it's called seed and stem. Um, and it's in Worcester, Massachusetts. It is amazing. If you live in the Massachusetts area, please go there. You could literally like pull up with a coffee and just chill and pretend yes. to browse. So like most amazing place that I've ever been to. My friend, um, Jess Mangan showed it to me many years ago. And I was like, how do I rent space here? Yeah. How do I live here? Yeah. Yes. I know. I was jelly of Lindsay's gift. Like I want a little terrainium with intentional crystals. (laughs) Okay. So ladies, and and I, and I actually, I'm glad that you mentioned that, even though that is a funny bit that (laughs) it was such, it was actually such a thoughtful gift for Lindsay, because Mm -hmm. if you recall, when we toured her apartment, um, she has lots of plants. She's a big plant mommy. Um, mm-hmm. and then he sort of found his way over to some crystals that had different tags that meant different things. And he sort of used inspiration from the conversations that they've been having with the experts as they've been navigating some of their challenging stuff to be able to say, yeah. this is what I'm hoping that we bring more of, or this is the thing that I hope that we preserve in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And giving that as a gift for our girl, that's big. She loved that. Yeah, she did. She did. He did good. He, he did, did really, really good, good this episode. Yeah, yeah. he did. Um, so for their one month anniversary, he did like a glamping type thing. Um, so they're in the middle of nowhere, but they have, um, (laughs) facilities because Mark isn't much of a camper, but Lindsay is. So I thought that was like a great way to meet in the middle. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the other thing that I thought was really helpful for them as a couple was watching back their wedding video. It allowed... Mark to kind of, I feel like he, he was so at both of them. And how could you not be like, you're on this wedding day, you're having, you're getting married, first of all, which in and of itself, like, even if, if you, I guess I can talk about this because I have been through this, but like, even if you've dated someone for an extended period of time and you're getting married, your wedding day is like such a cluster of like emotions Mm. and people. And like, it kind of feels like this mirage that you've like lived through. It's like, especially when you haven't been practicing being present um and so my point in bringing that up (laughs) is like it kind of flies by and you are left with like not a lot of clarity on what happened or like remembering all of the fine details that happened that day so mark being able to watch that it clearly impacted him and he was moved to apologize to or not maybe not necessarily apologize but like take ownership of his path and what's been happening yeah in their relationship um so he said like you know i feel bad about the fights that we've had he goes on to explain like especially knowing what you've been through like you've been through so much and so when i say like i'm going to protect you like i really i need to own that and i really need to like step into that and do that um and you could tell that Lindsay needed to hear that and she was so appreciative of him owning that yeah i also really appreciated that Lindsay took a step back in that moment met where mark was at where he was reflecting taking ownership of his role she did the same Um, Mm -hmm. and which she mentioned, she noted that she needs to hear him, uh, instead of rationalizing and getting defensive to defend her own position. And that's, I I was actually so glad to hear her say that because we Mm -hmm. had been noting that, but I didn't hear her verbalize that at any point. Um, and we sort of clocked it. We were like, Lindsay's got good insight. She's actually very emotionally receptive when she's not barking. 
Um, so yeah. she needs to scale it back and be in an active listening space. And then she can hear or try to hear what Mark is trying to say because he does struggle with yeah. communication. And then she can sort of in, digest and assess and, and still help Mark meet her where she wants him to be as a partner. But she needs to be kinder and hear him. And she knows that yeah. now, so that's good. Yeah, so I'm hoping that both of them back up their words with action and remember that um, because this is why it's the conversation's great. Talking is very much the first step, 100%. And we need to follow through with intentional action steps after the convo. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see what how their relationship shifts. I have yeah. hope. Yeah, me too. Um, I think Okey that they're doke. still going to deal with uh, challenges that come up when they're hanging out in social spaces because... Yes, we see that later in this episode. And I, you know, it's really interesting to me with Mark because I feel... Sorry, I totally interrupted Get, you. I'm sorry. No, bring us. Bring <laughs> us. Bring us there. Um, You're going right where I was going. And yeah. And so Mark, you know, he... He clearly cares for Lindsay. Lindsay is an oversharer. And so the scene I'm alluding to is later all the couples get together and have like, I guess, a dinner. Um, I put it group dining in my notes. And she <laughs> overshares about because Mark just said, you know, we had this great night and we kind of got on the same page again. And like, I really feel she should have let it stop there. Like, let Mark speak for both of you. It was a really well worded, which is amazing for Mark because he's not always well worded or very articulate. So like, claps for Mark. And then <laughs> Lindsay goes on to like insert, you know, don't speak for both of us. This is what I need from you is consistency and whatever. And she overshares like what Mark's been struggling with. And you can immediately see him shut down and feel like poo again. And so I wish she would pay attention to those bodily cues so that she would stop herself before she digs in deeper because she didn't stop. She kept on trucking. And that you know, they're very lucky that something happened with Katina and Oda to distract the rest of the group because otherwise they totally would have gone down probably an argumentative path. I totally um, agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could just see it in Mark's face, but this is the point is like Lindsay needs to learn how to communicate without emasculating her partner. Um, that's yeah, important. Yeah. There are other ways like she, she definitely f thrives in a, a group setting, she is a social person. She likes to crack jokes. And there's no part of me that wants to be like, Lindsay, don't be that person. But like find other ways to be funny uh, because- That doesn't, uh, yeah. Yeah, when Go it's ahead. just like attacking and at the expense of either your partner or or a friend, we tend to do this to people that we feel closest to. Um, where yeah. we just sort of like oh. use them as like a public punching bag because we're like, it's all jokes and we tend to know them very well. And then all of a sudden we've, oops, like aired out an insecurity or some dirty laundry. I, I've actually, I've done this before. Like I'm speaking from my own experience, um, with like an ex-boyfriend of mine back when I was in college, like with a bunch of his friends. And I, sometimes I, I can be quick with the dark humor and I said something that was just like too personal and mm -hmm. I and while I was like this is gonna land 
it didn't land with him and that was the only opinion that mattered you know yeah like he he pulled he pulled me after that he was like hey that was fucked up and i was like you're so right you're so right that was really fucked up and that's something that i need to check in with myself like so if any of us we have that tendency we have that pattern like keep in mind that we do not need to exchange like intimate details about our close friends our partners just for to cash in our social chips yeah yeah or from my experience it's like i'm i'm so sarcasm and brie you actually witnessed this in real time when we were doing a facetime hangout with jordan and i and i know i've already told you about this but like Mm. my relationship with sarcasm you know sarcasm was used as a weapon growing up so i very much like that's how i view it and i've had to Mm. work on my relationship with like healthy sarcasm versus unhealthy sarcasm because jordan loves sarcastic comments like he's fine like having that kind of like dig at each other as long as it's in a topic realm that's playful and not actually like hurtful and so i've had or personal yeah and i've had to figure out what that line looks like and i'm still trying to master it but there was a night where the three of us were facetiming and i said some sarcastic comment that was all from with the intention of trying to be funny and the next morning jordan didn't even say anything but the next morning i was self-reflecting and i was like i feel like that was is an example of crossing the line and so i went and asked jordan i was like hey when i said this last night you know did that affect you did that hurt you because i realized in hindsight that that was kind of over the line in my opinion because he is my gauge for like what's healthy what's not healthy especially for us Mm. and so he was like yeah actually i appreciate you noticing that like that is something i would categorize as like you know kind of (laughs) you you missed it on the line yeah 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 and so it didn't even turn into an argument i just owned it and i was like my bad and like no you had all but, of the accountability in spades but yeah exactly and so the reality is is that we all make mistakes and what matters is we need to communicate those take ownership of them and then just be mindful moving forward you know and yeah yeah it happens yeah yeah it happens so but in the case of Lindsay, she needs that she well, needs and, the awareness and I, and I hope that it's clear that our criticism of the way in which she like like uses humor in some of these social settings, it comes from a place of understanding from our own experiences of maybe even doing a little bit of ourselves. And I think that it's like, once you get the perspective of your partner letting you know that they actually didn't like that, um, or you get to view it on national television in some unique (laughs) opportunity to do that, you get Mm. to see that this stuff doesn't really land in the way that you that you intended to and your intent may be different than the impact but it's important to recognize that the impact matters yeah yeah period and you don't get to tell your partner how they should interpret the impact by the way yes thank you we will gavel it there yeah really important (laughs) okay um we're gonna move on to jasmine and michael ding (laughs) ding Jasmina and Michael. I'm so um, excited for them. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. The reason why Alex and I are like fawning right now and we're going to lose our shit is because not only have the two of them just like really had a challenging go of it, everything following their wedding has just been rocky. Um, uh, but Michael created this amazing one month celebration 
So the two mm-hmm. of them have talked and talked and talked probably to death. The fact that their wedding was the best day for both of them, that they both felt really good at their wedding and they felt like they were attracted to each other and they liked each other and they were mm-hmm. excited about what the rest of this process was going to look like. And then they didn't get to have that experience following that day. So now that they've had some support from the experts and they're sort of recognizing where they missing each other and their miscommunication and where are they, where are all of their discoverable challenges so far? Michael decides to say, I'm going to help us recreate the experience of our wedding, including cute, tasteful touches of like presentation of our, our vows that we spoke from the wedding day mm-hmm. uh also it's important to note that like jasmina really likes like a good presentation like this really does yeah. it for her so like what a <laughs> what an important detail to pay attention to so that if he wants to make something special it doesn't necessarily need to be expensive and it doesn't need to be grand it just needs to look nice and she's going to respond really yeah. well to that and he's figuring that out which yeah. is really dope and then he's he tell he plants a seed where he was like, listen, like, we're going to like have a day. We're going to make it nice. It's going to be on like the formal side, but just the two of us. But by the end of the day, I want us to have written, um, updated vows for one another. And yeah. I, I melted into uh, a, a liquid form. A love puddle. Yeah. A love a puddle, puddle of love. I really did. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. I have, um, my notes are kind of hilarious here because it's like so many letters like, oh, I'm G-G-G-G-G and like, yes. Because Michael just pulled out all the stops he did. Like, oh my God, I would have swooned. I would have swooned. Um, You know, just such a vibe and so thoughtful. And I love, I love breakfast pastries as well. So that just (laughs) would have. Oh my God, I got to get on this date. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also loved the, I, the thought of them rewriting their vows now that they've known each other. It's, it makes so much sense because now you have perspective, you have an understanding of who you're actually committing to and like how, what is showing up in your relationship currently that you are committed to actually seeing through in Mm -hmm. your vows, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I loved that. And then the rooftop dinner, which is where they had their wedding and reception, um, so they got to eat there and um, exchange their vows again. And it was just, it was chef's kiss, like Ugh, such a good evening. Yeah. And I'm really, really proud of them. Um, the only thing, well, I will save that for next week because it has to do with the promo for next week that I'm like, I don't understand, but we'll just save it for next week when that yeah, comes up. Where do we, well, I think, I think the seed that's sort of planted, uh, so we're four, like in, in their real time, they're four weeks away from what's called decision, decision day, which, day. Is, which is either yeah. they get help annulling their marriage or they stay married, stay married, um, and get, and pay for their divorce later. So if they, if that, <laughs> if that happens. So I think what is starting to be brought up more vocally now, at least in private spaces, is that is that Jasmina hasn't fully built a romantic connection with Michael. Right. So I'm taking that as maybe she's not actually like attracted to him. What do you think she means maybe. by that? I 
don't know. And this is exactly what I was alluding to. And I was like, I don't know if we, if we should leave it for next week only because it's like, my question is how, what would you need? Because for me, what Michael did that morning is super romantic to me, you know? And, but that's Alex. So my question is like, what do you need to develop a romantic connection? It could be simply time, you know? I feel like she alluded to that in a previous episode where like they were friends, all of her past relationships, they were friends first and then that developed. She's a slow burn. Right. Which is totally fine. But that's helpful information to know about yourself, especially if you're doing this show Married at First Sight where you don't get to develop and time is of the essence. Right. So you have to be capitalizing on that. So I would be, if I was Michael and I heard her say that, my question would be, okay, how do you define romantic connection and what do you need from me to get there? You know, if it's developing a friendship, does that mean more quality time together going out and about and living life like running errands and like, you know, doing date nights and things like that? Or is romance more like what I did for you the morning of our one month anniversary, like more things like that scattered throughout our day to day? Um, Because they 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 have so much potential as a couple everyone can see that yeah um i can see why the experts put them together so it would just be such a shame if she's stuck in her head around what she's seen already and she's allowing those fears to kind of withhold her from actually experiencing the emotions leading into falling in love right if she's so guarded that she's like i can't let myself feel that way um yeah i just I need, I need that. I need to know. I need to know yeah, what's going I th- on. I definitely think that we need more information. It's true. It's, it's hard because I can see that, that they're getting along, but I guess we also have never seen what it looks like for Jasmina to be totally swept off her feet by someone that she hasn't had this much yeah. conflict with yet in those early, like high passion, high intimacy stages. Right. Yeah. Yep. And, and again, like, uh, sometimes, and we could be wrong about this and I'm prepared to be wrong, but sometimes yeah. I want to scream through the television at these couples with this message that you and I talk about a lot, which is that if this is a healthier dynamic, it's going to look and feel different than what you're used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, give it, give it, give it a think, just yeah. give it a think. That's all. And give it the opportunity to grow. Like, that's the thing is like, I kind of feel like Jasmina's in her head. Like she's, um, she's so guarded. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's like, girl, you're not gonna know if you stay there. You kind of got to leap and then see what happens. Yeah. Be open-minded. No. And I think that that's really true. I really think that that would be an opportunity that Mike can um, level up within because at the top of this episode, he says, for the first four weeks, I felt like I was trying to do all of these things that I felt were expected of my idea of a husband, a what a husband yeah. should do, should be doing. Who? What am I supposed to, like my idea of what I was going to look like as a husband and the things that I was yeah. expected to be doing to fill that role. But I'm now realizing that I needed to catch up with what actually does Jasmina want and need for mm-hmm. me. And so now that he knows that, which that's a lot of accountability to take in just a couple of weeks with a brand new person. Yep. So if he's able to do that, you you know that he's already sort of repositioned himself into a more actively listening state. 
and he's starting to get some of those rewards when he gets it right, which is going to continue to incentivize him to continue to figure that out. And it personally, I I think it would behoove her to like, give him that shot to like, really learn all of that. Yeah. I feel like Jasmina doesn't even know, and that's why this is going to be more challenging than it needs to be. I don't think ah. she realizes what she needs in a partner because she she struggles to articulate that. Even when he's talking about, like, what do you need communication-wise, she's like, it's just a conversation. You should know how to call it. It's like, uh-uh, that's not good enough. Yeah. It's not good enough. We all yeah. define that differently. So what is it that you you need to be able to, and this is, this is why I have my clients do these like value exercises and like get really detailed with like, what are my actual needs and what is, what do they look like in real time? I actually just had this conversation with Jordan. Like, I know, you know, we've been working a lot on like having this work-life balance around like being able to do what we need to do when it comes to work, but also like nurture our relationship and make sure both of us are feeling loved regularly. And, you know, I've been telling Jordan, like, I want to get back to like weekly dates Well, finally, I was able, after like some self-reflection, I realized like, oh my God, I'm over here using the word date. And he's probably thinking, I need to roll out the red freaking carpet. And I'm like, dude, quick run to Mm In-N-Out again, sponsor us. Um, (laughs) Quick run to In-N-Out will solve that. You know, like just like a quick lunch date, a quick breakfast date. Like sure, we can do the fancy stuff and like that's fine and dandy, but like that doesn't need to be how I need to be taken on a date every single time. And so this is actually something that's come up even with my clients a lot recently. I just had this discussion today with a client. Like you need to get that information from your partner. What does that mean to them when they're like, I need to feel loved. Okay. Heard. How do you feel loved? What can I do to make you feel that way? You know, in physical, give me examples, give me specific examples, whether it's from previous times in our relationship, other relationships or things that you see in media that you would like get really specific. Yeah. Um, Because when we communicate and like, I've noticed this with Jordan, like when I say that, I can see him kind of get overwhelmed because he, his brain immediately goes to what he defines a date as. And it's like, okay, but that's not Alex's definition of a date. It's actually way more chill. I don't need all that. I don't need all the bells and whistles, but he's conditioned to think that because of his upbringing and previous relationships where they did demand more of him. Exactly. So this is why these skills are so freaking powerful because without them, you don't even realize it, but you could be overwhelming your partner, hurting their feet. Like you, you don't know. Well, if you, know? you feel like you're, if you find yourself thinking, I don't get why they don't get that. I don't, I don't understand why they don't know what that means. I don't understand why I've asked this thing for 1 million times and they still don't get it right. Maybe you have very different definitions of what this looks like. Maybe you have very different right. definitions of what a date looks like. Maybe you have different definitions of what a conversation looks like. And let's get back together and like explore what that means for both of us without being so fucking patronizing. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be any, like when, when I finally had that realization, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what, this is what I also just know him so well at this point that I'm like, okay, I, I feel like this is what I'm seeing. Um, (laughs) yeah. And so anyway, it, it didn't, my point in bringing this up is like, it doesn't need to be a long drawn out, like intense conversation. Cause like, by the time I realized that I was like, oh, BT dubs, like I literally used this language. I was like, by the way, don't need all of that. Even something like this is enough. And he was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, totally. Like done. 
Um, Noted. So yeah. And that's Noted. that. So I think that like, it's a really good assessment and a, a hypothesis on why this might be challenging for Jasmina. Like you said. Yeah. She, so Mike's like, I just need to figure out what Jasmina wants. And we're over here like, Jasmina needs to figure out what Jasmina wants. And then she can make that really clear with Michael, who is like, yeah, just waiting, waiting to find out more. Um, and begging and like literally begging. on bended knee, like ready to like jump through those hoops, um, which is such an amazing quality to have. And I hope she can see that and value that because that is not something that is super common. But to be fair in her history, she has she has been too distracted by the fact that she felt that she was working really hard and that that wasn't being acknowledged and seen. So she wasn't I even know. seeing the effort that he was trying to make. Which makes me sad. Yeah, me too. So I wonder what's going to be like when they watch this back. Anyway, I guess we'll have a reunion show. Yeah. That, oh my right? gosh. I I don't I can't recall probably that makes sense. There's got to be. There's got to be. Yeah. Um okay. <laughs> Anything else on them? No. Ding. Sending you guys good vibes. Yeah. We hope you're together and boning. Yeah. Mm. Yes. I don't think that they're hey. having sex. Yeah, I'm just going to say Not it. yet. No. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of couples who also are not having sex, Katina and Olajuwon. <laughs> Are yes. still, we thought last episode that they, they said the did. Joke. <laughs> I did. Okay. <laughs> Full transparency. I've, I'm wondering if they've done everything but that and they just define P mm. and V as. They're doing, they're doing the Christian sex. definition of sex. Loophole. Yeah. Yeah. The Christian loophole. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I do. I do. Ah. I do wonder. I've, I realized that today because I'm like, how, because even Katina was like, let me just be clear. Like we're attracted to each other. Like that's not yeah, a problem. Yeah, but maybe. So, okay. But I, I, when I heard that, I was like, okay, maybe it's just in. Listen, Olajuwon is a very vocal partner. Yes. So I could I could also see them really like cuddling and that's it. And Olajuwon being like being very forward in his verbal compliments. True. Yeah. And Katina said like he kisses me on the neck and all that. I just I'm just curious. That's where my brain is like. Yeah. I wonder. Katina, blink once if you're in the loophole. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, blink hard and once. Um, all right. This, I, uh, okay. <laughs> Katina, Katina is the one that ends up planning Olajuwon's, like, their one, mar one monthly month anniversary. Date. And which I'm like, yes, like, bend those gender norms go girl she mentioned it she's like i'd like to be in control of what we're doing so like this is what we're gonna do i hear that yeah she however i just feel like i have not seen any effort on a part to like show up for his girl and that shit really I know. irks me yep i am with you did you feel I the feel same like way when you saw it 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I say, I said the exact same thing, like more power to you. Cause she even said that she's like, so many women are going to think like, you know, he should treat you. And like, I don't know, like blah, blah, blah. You can take the one year. I'm going to take this one. Cause I want to do something I want to do. And like, blah, blah, blah. All right. Fine. Girl, we hear you. Fine. Okay, cool. As long as he's doing his part too. And that's, what's hard for me is like, we saw her plan the movie date. We see her like trying to cook him breakfast. You know, we see her planning. I know, I know girl, if you guys don't watch the show, you should see Bree's face right now. My eyes um, are in my eye, my eyebrows yeah. because it's so frustrating. She's literally doing everything. Like you said that the movie date, she's trying to cook breakfast and god bless her she's got eggs stuck to the Burn pan them we've, eggs. All been <laughs> we've all been there like she's she's fucking busting her ass it's giving me oh, lots girl. of like manipulative vibes um yes. only because i go back to some of those conversations where it just everything gets focused on what katina needs to be doing differently and katina always ends these conversations with like expressing a little bit with elajuan about what where she's having troubles with him and then her being like okay i get what my husband needs from me now moving forward yeah uh. yeah so um you know i uh, <sighs> goose brava goose brava yeah. i need to just like take a little who moment take here. like an emotional um, regulation pause <laughs> yep yeah. So here's the deal. She does this gondola date, which I didn't know you guys had those out there. That's cool. Yeah, we do. They um, have them on um, the public gardens. It's really pretty. Cool. It's definitely like a touristy grab thing to do. It's pretty. Yeah. Um, and so he was struggling to even pronounce the word, which I thought was a little funny, um, but he figured it out in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got a little um, help. <laughs> he got a little help. And... Um, you know, he says, like, I'm feeling you. He lets it, like, he tells, you know, he tells Katina that he's feeling her. He likes her, which is, like, improvement, you know. Um, we heard last week that he's not sure if love is on the table because that's, like, such a big deal for him. And she's really going to have to, like, work for that because of who he is as a person. Um, I roll, I roll, Yeah, I roll. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Um, and then, you know, what kills me, and this is why I'm, like, I feel like this relationship's not healthy and here's why mm -hmm. the second Alonjoan is like you know he says i'm feeling you she is like over the moon and it's like this is what breaks my heart is that he's giving her such little such little validation and such little vocal appreciation for all of the stuff that you know she's doing and trying to work on that she gets this breadcrumb of i'm feeling you and mm -hmm. she's over the moon and that's kind of and like living and thriving off of that and yeah. that's how i'm like oh okay there's some nastiness going on because it's like we should be in a place where we can i'm not saying that we shouldn't be stoked that our partner compliments us or tells us they're feeling us or like us or anything like that that's not what i'm saying here what i'm saying here is when you're so hung up on hearing those words to the point to where when you hear them it brings you life like you literally feel like I can breathe again. Right. That's when you know you're quite literally being starved in the relationship. Yeah. It's a toxic Does that pattern. Make sense? Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. It's non hyperbolically speaking, that's a toxic ass pattern. Because again, it, this is why I bring up the like objective look at all of the things that Katina is doing. 
She is waking up every morning. She's making him breakfast. She's like planning dates for him. She's trying to hear him out when he is frustrated about her not fulfilling her quote wifely duties end quote. Um, and then all she gets from him is he wakes up, eats her burnt eggs, and then is like, yeah, I'm feeling you. That's not the same level of effort. No. And that's nope. why that's why when you bring up and you're like the fact that she felt like she could like sort of relax because she got this confirmation that he's he's like in this is concerning. And then as it will often be in this cycle, something bad will happen. Something bad, <laughs> something bad will happen that the that the like the partner that sort of holds a lot of this power because they've literally induced this toxic cycle something bad will happen and then they will sort of take away all hope of having any access to that person's affection. And it will sound a lot like, I don't know if I love you. I don't know if this is going to work for me, you know? So when you're in this, you're in the position of someone like Katina in this dynamic, you quickly feel like if you make one wrong misstep that this person will leave and that's a toxic ass pattern. That's not yes, healthy. It is. Nope. No. So, oh man, and I feel for her because I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, I have been there. I think a lot and of it, us have. It's, yeah, and it's so it's so exhausting, and it's so painful, and it's so um, the the mental picture that comes to mind is like someone trying to like walk through a desert and they see like a mirage and they get like this hope, but they're like literally dehydrated and like can't freaking function. Like that's how it feels. It's like this mm-hmm. like <gasps> gasping for air type. Oh, it's just awful. At least that's how it feels for me. Mm-hmm. So as Bree, so eloquently pointed out these cycles of toxic relationships and the phases that they go through something bad this way comes quite quickly in this episode because we go from seeing him you know be appreciative of her and and complimenting her to doing a 180 on this date um with the group at dinner and it was so yeah it was so nasty it was so gross and i feel like i have a lot to say about the entire dynamic of why it happened and what really was going on but just quick your thoughts what what, yeah uh what do you feel made him snap well so what we found out made him snap is that while they were on this like party bus ride over to dinner heading to dinner couples Yeah. yeah um everyone was like celebrating everyone was in like a very good mood very good space and she katina must have been on her phone and so olajuwon like saw her like flipping through her home screen and saw that she had a dating app icon still within you know amongst all of the other apps on her phone i have to pause you right there really quick just because i want to paint this picture really well olajuwon had her phone because he was taking pictures of the group and then sat and looked through it yeah oh so olajuwon went swiping had it yeah wow okay gotcha um okay that's a different layer to add to this um it's one Mm -hmm. thing to like have your partner's phone and you're taking a picture please give it back after that we do not 
let's I, I i really want to be clear in normalizing that we like it is never appropriate or even really normal to like go through your partner's phone without their permission and i know that some people like to have like zero boundaries with something like that um I like do you if that's within your contract with each other, but I think generally like it's, it's, it's an invasion of privacy. Um, yeah. And I feel that it's more reflective of what is missing in the relationship than it is because like, what are you looking for? You're looking for proof that usually it's, you're looking for proof to see if they're cheating on you, if they're talking to someone else, if they're hiding anything. So that just means there's a lack of trust that really, that's the issue. It's not what's actually on their phone. It's the fact that you don't trust them and you're going to look for something to validate whatever you're feeling and what you look for, you find. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You will, you will find it or you'll find something to bug out about and then it'll become its own three headed monster. So, um, so he sees that she's got uh, a dating app. And so Katina has no idea that he's upset about this because he's no, uh, he didn't say anything. Maybe like he didn't say anything and he probably didn't even physically shut down. He chose, Mm -hmm. he specifically chose at the dinner while all of the couples are sort of like giving a brief update on where they're at, how they're feeling, what's, what's going on in their, you know, their side of town. And then and then Elijah is just like chooses this moment where he's like, I can't hold back. I have to be honest that I'm not happy, and I needed to let my wife know that I'm that I'm not happy right now. And he specifically uses this language of like he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to be clear about what he's upset about, but he does want her to know that he's unhappy so that she has to figure it out. He literally said, I. I, I, I want my wife to know that her husband's not good so that she can sit there and, and try to work towards, okay, what's, what happened? What's got my husband feeling this way? That is not, uh, first of all, there's so many things that are not appropriate about that specific window in this moment. One, do not publicly out any of your dirty laundry with your partner in front of like a shared group of people, their friends. I don't really give a fuck who the group is. It could be school children. Like keep that shit to yourself. They get into this heavy debate about like, well, I had to speak my truth. My dude, you're not even speaking the whole truth because you're not telling us what's going on. We, we do not have not earned the right to get insight to that. And like, you can be, you can honor your feelings and be choosy on when you decide to honor those feelings out loud with your partner. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I feel that this was a, okay. So here's what I saw. This is what I saw. This is what my guesstimate happened. He saw that. And I think he was probably a little annoyed about it, but I don't think he was full on upset about it because I think if he truly was, he would have said something sooner. Whereas like his demeanor through the whole dinner was pretty fine Mm -hmm. until Katina spoke up. And this is what I watched happen, which I thought was interesting. Katina spoke up and was like, you know, um, I'm looking for consistency too. You know, Alonjoan's really been focusing on being calm. Oh, and she like kind of chuckled, like saying like, that's what you've been working on as a means to compliment him and say like, because we all know we, everyone in the group knows Alonjoan has a struggle with his temper. Everyone knows that that's public knowledge. So she hinted at, you know, he's really been focusing on being calm. Oh, um, and then that's when you saw his entire face go like, 
And that is in my mind where he decided, I know this about you. You don't know that I know this about you. And I am going to publicly make this an issue Mm -hmm. so that you're the problem in this relationship, not me. Mm -hmm. That's what I saw happen. And so that's when he used this as ammo because he goes off on this whole thing about like, I don't know if this marriage is real or not because, you know, and he keeps hinting at this thing. Like, I know something, I found something out on the way over here. And it's like, it's so nasty passive aggressive weird icky like literally ruined the night for everyone else there so they all just got up and left right after this came out yeah um and so then when they get home we watch him approach her and she like he literally was like give me your phone and she was like okay and like come on guys we all know this if someone is hiding something do they easily give over their phone Mm -hmm. No. no okay if someone was hiding something, do you think that she would allow Alonjuan to take photos using her phone on the phone that she's trying to hide stuff right. in? No, no, no. So like clearly to me and Katina's demeanor, as I'm watching all of this happen, I'm like, this girl is so in the green. Like she is not, cause again, if she was intentionally trying to pull one over his eyes, she would be like, why do you want to see my phone? She would get defensive. Right. Mm-hmm. And instead she was just like, here you go. What's up? Like what's going yeah, on? But she you wasn't know? happy about it because she, that didn't actually seem like something that she wanted to do. It, it was, it was a control initiative. Yeah. Yeah. So, but she did it willingly. He immediately pulls it up and she's like, that's an old account and would not. And this is where it just like goes completely off the rails for me. Yeah. He just blew up. He was full on knife handing her. You are my wife. This is something that I did. You should have done this. It shouldn't even be on there anymore, which one, it's never okay to yell at your partner Two, Mm -hmm. let's save the condescending speak of reminding them who they are and what they are to you. She knows, she knows she's your wife. You don't need to remind her of that. Um, and by the way, you're not, you're accusing her of all of these things without letting her explain herself at all, which just means to me that you're more concerned about trying to put her in her place and have her know that you're upset than it is to truly actually have communication and conflict resolution. Absolutely. I fully agree. Everything about the way that he handled scolding her um, for having a dating app was entirely just his flavor of telling her that he was upset. And there are just so many other ways that he could have communicated that in a way that didn't have to include him like patronizing her in all of the ways that you just mentioned. I, I, yeah. I thought that that was so inappropriate. That was not them trying to work anything out. That was not going no. to lead to any sort of conflict le- resolution. We can sit here and talk about how he could have done that because like, that's sort of what I was thinking about. I'm like, okay, so he's upset that she has a dating app. I can appreciate that there are people in partnerships, especially marriages. Yeah. If they saw a dating app on their phone, they probably would be like, ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, so I can appreciate that that would be something that would get someone upset, but there are lots of different ways that you can tell someone how, like, for example, you, he could have grabbed Katina and been like, and also after the dinner. Yeah. Hey, not Katina, during like, uh, or before, know, or but before. like privately, privately. <laughs> hey, and like still do it on camera. Cause we know that this show wants to get the, get the juicy stuff on, on film. I get it. But privately to be like, Hey, listen, when I had your phone, 
I saw that you had a dating app and I just immediately got really concerned. I got really freaked out. I felt like my, my first thoughts were like, oh my God, is she, she's still out here trying to find someone? Like, has she not been honest with me? And those were just my immediate thoughts and it really spooked me. And I just, I, I got to hear from your side, like, why is it there? Yeah. That really exactly. bothered me. Yeah. Freaked me out. Yeah. Caused my mind to think of the worst things. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's understandable. And like Katina even tried, because like Alonjoan was like, if the role was, was reversed and I had a dating app, what would you think? And she was like, I understand. Like she wasn't trying to say like, you're not allowed to be mad at me. But what I feel like she was trying to articulate was like, that's an old app. I haven't used it since we've been together. Obviously, you know, I'm committed to this. Clearly she's committed to this because she's busting her ass to like meet all of his demands. Um, but there was no room for her to explain that. And so I'm really proud of her because she went to take her mic off and was like, I'm done. I'm out. I can't do this right now. And I'm really, really proud of her because she, I feel like, especially since she's been in a verbally abusive relationship before, this probably seemed very familiar and scary to her. Um, and she was aiming on getting the heck out of there instead of trying to fight back with him. Um, so I'm proud of her for that because that's, that can be really hard to do, especially in that environment where you kind of want to shrink and hide and like, oh my gosh, just make this stop. And instead she was like, I'm out. I got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it wasn't okay. Oh my gosh. It so wasn't okay. Um, yeah. (laughs) Everything, everything about it was horrible. So uncalled for. Yeah. Yeah. Should we just collectively name this as the giant red flag of the week? The red flag. The red flag. I was like trying to look for other red flags and like, yes, there are some, but like if, if we're doing our jobs right with this podcast, I, I want, I want to, I want us to be able to drive home how not normal that should be. Yes how nor not normal that should be it should yeah. not be normal and sadly i feel like the yelling the condescending the knife handing very normalized you, they won't even let you do this in the marine corps now did you know that this is considered no. hazing uh yeah. alex is alex is using like her hand almost like if you pretended that your hand was like a knife and you were chopping that's yeah. the, the signal that she was just giving um interesting yeah. mhm it's mm-hmm. considered, it's considered what now? Hazing. Hazing. Because it's a threatening yeah. posture. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yep. that's, uh, there you have it. Um, Olajuwon. <laughs> and it's like, Olajuwon's not a bad guy. He just, these are really, honestly, it continues to look worse and worse and worse for him. As I know. we continue to get more information, but like with some perspective, some humility and accountability and a really good therapist, um, he could yeah. like become aware of some of these behaviors and get some insight on how, uh, threatening and controlling and so not conducive to like the healthy relationship that you want to have. Yeah. And, uh, honestly, like Katina is a true victim in this situation because all she is trying to yeah. do is figure out how to make him happy and bending over backwards to hear him meet his literal demands and she is this is how she's being treated and and sort of back to our point about when you feel like you even getting the smallest reassurance is your ticket to 
relaxation town in your relationship and something very small, like finding someone finding an app on your phone and you not even having an opportunity to explain yourself and like speak on your behalf. That is, if that's what tanks all of your emotional safety within your relationship, that's a toxic ass relationship. Yep. Put it and down. One that should be exited. Yeah. Put it down. Yeah. Like this is not a, honestly, this is not a situation in which I would be encouraging. If Katina was my friend, I wouldn't be encouraging her to like, you know, let, let him know how, what this was like for you. Not without a therapist. Yeah. No. Get out. Because that's the other thing that I was going to assign or add to your list when you were like with a well, with a well-trained therapist and like some education, Alonjuan could like get rid of these things. The other thing I want to add to that list is a desire to grow himself because that's yeah. what I haven't seen. Like I've seen like the tiniest bits of like him being open to hearing things yeah. like from the experts and friends, but I haven't seen any actionable like, okay, wait, I actually want to do this. I want to be a better person and like, let me follow through um, with my behaviors. And so this is something where I really hope that the experts come in and say like, absolutely not. We will not condone this. I hope they actually label um, the behavior and like, like use the language that's needed to, con to convey to him how serious this is because no matter who you're with, this is unacceptable. So if you're going to take one thing away from this process, Alonjuan, you need to understand that this is literal stepping into verbal abuse. So no, nah. I'm actually, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. This is such a call to action for the, for the experts on this show. If they, if we do not see them address this behavior for our own, like whether they do it and it misses editing or not, if, if the whole Married at First Sight team does not air some declaration of how not okay this is, that is how we as a mass community ingest this behavior as normal. When we yep. don't have language assigned to it and no one's calling it out, that's when we start to be like, well, we've seen it before and they were fine. Yeah. Not okay. It's not it's okay. Not. This is literally why Alex and I wanted to do this podcast was because we were just like, we have to stop ingesting this with like blind eyes and ears. Like we can't, yep. we can't just accept this and continue to allow it to go on in, in these relations, in these very real people's lives and the people who are innocently just like taking it in, soaking it in because like maybe it's entertaining but you're still yeah. soaking it in. You're still learning from it. We're like all children, right? Yep. Yes, 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 yes. And I feel really bad for Katina in this situation. And even Chris, when he, what he was going through with Alyssa, like these are real human beings that are quite literally being traumatized before our very eyes. Yeah. Like I, I, I wanted to jump through that TV and like grab her, pull her out of that apartment and be like, let's get in the elevator. Let hug on me. Let's cry. Like feel your feelings, like let it the fuck out. And, you know, when you're, when you've, when you're calm and you've slept on this, we will, you know, unpack and heal and like start to move forward with her specifically just with her privately. Mm -hmm. Um, because that, and Chris needs the same thing after what he went through with the gaslighting and the manipulation of Alyssa. It's just like, these are real human beings, you know, and, um, these are their real lives. And this is real unhealthy stuff that we're watching in some of these scenes 
and it needs to be addressed. And I hope, I hope, I hope the show gives them the proper support off camera of processing and working mm. through this because mm-hmm. I, I don't, it's not okay. It's just not yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Green light. Green flag. Green light. <laughs> I like red light, green light too. Green flag. I'm going to say um, green flag is with Steve straight up asking like, what can I do for you for this next um, month as we step into our second month? I loved that initiation. I love the proactive, you know, communication um, and giving her the opportunity to speak up for what she needs from him. I really yeah. loved that. Good yeah. job. Love that too. Um I'm going to give my green flag to Mike for, uh, I mean, everything that he did to make their anniversary special, whether it's a month, three months, a year, 10 years, I don't care. Um, specifically the like ritual of like, Hey, let's, let's do this part together by the end of the day. Let's like reestablish our shared goals, which like, if you don't want to call them your vows, like don't call them your vows, but like our shared intentions on what we Mm want to be doing to be better partners to each other. What a, what a great unifying skill. What a great way to build intimacy. What a great way to feel a little bit closer to your partner. What a great way to clarify, uh, what you're working towards and what a beautiful gift for your partner to be able to hear that this confirmation that you, you know what it is that they need. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Good job, guys. Yeah, good job, guys. Honestly, we needed that buffer after what we were uh, witnessing at the Married at First Sight episode. Um, Okay. Conundrum. So we have um, one other question that sort of came through. People are really dying to understand. Um, This is also (laughs) specific to online dating. I think people find themselves struggling with um, expressing what they want out of relationships in general to new people that they're meeting and they're not trying to scare the the person on the receiving end. And what they are finding is, you know, I'm really trying to take a stand in being more clear about what I want and clear about what I'm looking for and owning that and not apologizing for it. Um, yes. what I'm looking for is if I eventually want to work up to a family and mm-hmm. I, I want to, you know, raise kids here and, um, slow life down a little bit. And then being met with, whoa, 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 whoa. We've known each other for <laughs> three dates. And it's like, yeah, not you. It's just like what I'm looking for. And so I think that, I mean, I've definitely had this experience over and over and over again. Um, but I also know that there's a lot of us that also feel this way. So they want to know from us, what do we, what do we recommend? Yeah. So I'm all about owning it. I'm all about putting it on your profile. I feel like the sooner you understand what someone's intention and mindset is around dating and meeting, especially on an app situation, the better, because, um, What's look having a hookup and like a one night stand or a casual fling, there is nothing wrong with that. 
having a serious relationship and something that's like marriage focused or even just domestic partnership focused, like maybe you don't believe in the institute of marriage, also totally valid and amazing. What's not okay is when you withhold what your intentions are as a means to, you know, try and control the outcome of whatever you're trying to produce, right? So if you are aiming for a hookup and you're just swiping on whoever, trying to get whoever to bed with you, not revealing that you're just looking for some action, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. If you are in a relationship and you are trying to convince someone who is just looking for a fling to actually be with you, also manipulative behavior. Um, so, you know, I really suggest like putting what you're looking for on your profile in some way, shape or form, you know, whether that's like, you know, keeping it casual over here or something more along the lines of like, I'm looking for my lobster, which is a friend's reference. Like you can be playful mm -hmm, with it. Mm -hmm. You can also just put, I'm at a place in my life where I am looking for a long-term relationship with the right person. You can just say that too. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't need yeah. to be like all the bells and whistles. Yeah. Um, but then when it comes to like having the conversation in person, same thing. Just like you said, you're gathering evidence. You just want to understand what this person's focus is. It's not a marriage commitment by asking like, hey, what are your intentions? What are your thoughts around dating right now? What's your purpose of dating? What's your mindset around dating? Any, any of that verbiage is totally fine. Pick one and run with it. And you're just getting to know the person and they should feel safe to speak up for what they actually are looking for. Um, and yeah, and if it's in alignment, great, keep seeing each other. And if it's not, also great that you know that and you need to take that answer as face value instead of trying to convince the other person. Yeah. Yeah. To come Absolutely. with you. Yeah. I, I I like that. I like that advice because it does give anyone who is coming from this position where they're trying to be more clear about what they want a little bit of control to put that out there earlier so that hopefully the people that are reaching out to them and that you are connecting with online have already taken that information in and decided like yes like uh, we're more or less on the same page so far until we get to talk to each other more um i i just i want to like come from this personal experience to say that like i am someone who for the long most of my dating life was not being vocal about what i wanted and was pretending that I didn't know what I wanted or that I was just very cool with like seeing how things went again, like right. part of this, like cool girl facade yeah. because I was, because I expected that that's what was going to help me find my like ideal match was like, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. Like a person who was so indifferent to a person who knew what they wanted that they like, they met me and then they were like, but you're amazing. And so we'll fall in love. I don't know where, <laughs> how it added up, but it didn't clearly. And then it took a lot of courage to get to a place to be like, no, it's not lame or whack to like n navigate dating spaces to be like, yeah, you know, like regardless of what age I am, like, these are the things that I really wanted to have an opportunity to get through in life because they excite me and I think that I'd be a kick-ass mom and I yeah. love I, there's I, I'll tell people there's a lot of really amazing relationships in my my life that I really admire and they make it look good so I want to be I want to like give it a go and I think yeah. that is hard to do and and even sometimes when it's not met with like uh, like curiosity of like, oh my God, that's so cool. That's so interesting. Who are those people? Or like, what do you love? What is exciting to you about being 
a mom, like when it's met with like, like, oh my God, I'm so scared. It can feel really defeating. It can make you feel like you're the scary one and that you're the one that is like intimidating everyone around you. And I just want to validate that you're not. It may not feel mm-hmm. so much like the norm, but it it is very okay to own this. Um, I think that if you are learning how to become more comfortable with identifying what it is that is like what you want out of a relationship with new people, I would say you can just take more of an interest in like asking them what they see for themselves and what they have going on. That way um, you can start to gather some information and decide if the information you're receiving matches with the idea of someone who is looking for a relationship right? Like you can, you can just be learning about each other and still collecting data to sort of assess like, okay, so it sounds like this person wants to travel for the next 10 years. That doesn't sound like someone who's looking to settle down. I might not even need to have this conversation yet because I've already learned enough. Right. Um, I want to give people that, that tool in case it feels still really scary. Yeah. Because paying attention to what's being said, but also what's not being said on a date is so important. And that means you need to be listening. You need to be present. Like you need to be present while you're dating. And that can be really a hard skill in and of itself when you're anxious and nervous and like, oh my God, how is this person like perceiving me? What do they think about me? Are they attracted to me? Oh my God. Like, do I have food in my teeth? You're not present when you're in those thoughts. And so you cannot listen. Um, and so, you know, again, finding an anchoring practice or regulating practice, whatever works for you, a predate ritual to really ground yourself before you go out there. And then just like you said, collect the information that, or I should say, reflect and see if that matches what your intentions are. And if all else fails, just freaking own it. Own yeah. it. There's nothing. And we all agree that we'd want to know. So just freaking we all, them. it's okay. And like, if they get scared, then then they're that's not the person for you exactly you're finding that out a lot sooner listen go go back episodes one through 23 um (sighs) i i have i have lived in both of those spaces just since the time of us starting this podcast so (laughs) like it's okay but but i'm grateful to have found those those details out about those individuals before in just these last couple of months because otherwise yeah. I'd be spinning my wheels still trying to convince them that I'm a casual cool girl that has no interest in progressing her life with a relationship. So like don't do yeah. that shit to yourself. Yeah. Find out that sooner rather than later. That was me. I always would hang out with the guys who are like, oh, you know, like I'm just looking for something casual. And I would internalize it and be like, challenge accepted. I'm going to convince you exactly. to be with me. Yeah. And it's such a waste of time. There's nothing you can say or do to convince a person to like, want to be with you. If they aren't in a place where they don't want a relationship, they're not going to look at you with that lens at all. So don't waste your time. Take it at face value and on to the next. So what? Um, Maybe you scare them. Cool. Good for you. (laughs) We love being scary. And like emotionally mature people can handle these conversations. And that's like, that's at the end of the day, that's what you want, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So like, if you do scare them, if they do freak out, if they're like, oh, isn't it too soon? Then you just learned something about them. There you go. Okay. So yeah, that's it for this week. We hope that was helpful. Um, 
we have another episode coming this Friday. So two doses of Ditch the Script in one week. How lucky are you? So lucky. Woo woo. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yes. And leave us a rating on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to us. And go ahead and follow us on the gram and TikTok at Ditch the Script Pod. And if you want your dating and relationship questions answered, head to our website, ditchthescriptpod.com, and submit them anonymously. And we'll answer them and send you an email when your answer is or question rather is is published to our episode so we can't wait to hear from you we can't (laughs) and help you solve your love life problems that's that's what we're here to do that's all i care about (laughs) that's right love to all love you guys Bye. Bye. bye